All right, welcome to the Todd Coronado Podcast Radio Show, otherwise known as The Remnant. <laughs> My name is Pastor Todd Coronado. Welcome to the show. Welcome, Remnant Warriors. Welcome, Gideons 300. You are amazing people of God who are continuing to hold the line. You're continuing to stand firm. You're not letting discouragement grow uh, root in your heart. You're not letting, you're not growing weary in doing good. You're standing. You're standing. That's why you're Gideon's 300 Army. And I want to thank you on this Friday, 4-30-2021, for tuning in to the podcast and radio show. I, uh, I'm going to talk about a couple of different things today. We're not going to get too much into election-related issues, as I want to really talk about running the race. But we are going to talk a little bit about the election, because there is an article up by Julia Dewin, and it's called Charismatic Issue. Prophetic standards to address false Trump prophecies. And um, the article continues to discuss basically a litany of things uh, where they uh, are introducing, apparently there's this group of 85 Christian ministry heads, preachers, academics, denominational officials, authors, revivalists, evangelists, and other participants in what's been called the prophetic movement, a subset of Pentecostal Christianity, and their signatures are attached. Um, and they wrote this thing about prophetic standards. And uh, it's kind of interesting. I'm looking through some of the people here. I don't really know uh, many of these people, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I do see Dr. Michael Brown on there, who's uh, the president and founder of Ask Dr. Brown Ministries. Uh, let's see if there's anybody else that I recognize. Yeah, Stacy Campbell's on there. Uh, let's see, Randy Clark, uh, Richie Clark, I know him. Mark Dris Driscoll is on there. Uh, let's see, who else? Will Ford, Jim Garlow, um, James Gall, um, Lee Grady. He's, uh, he used to be the editor at uh, Charisma. Uh, so I'm looking down here, Jeremiah Johnson's on there. Uh, who else? Uh, Patricia King. Jennifer LeClaire, she was also a Charisma um, uh, editor-in-chief. By the way, guys, I don't know if you ever know this. I was actually asked to be editor-in-chief at Charisma Magazine. I almost took the job, and uh, the Lord had other plans. He decided to keep me in Nashville. This is when I just moved out to Nashville, and uh, the opportunity came, and I thought, wow, this is like a dream job, but I would have had to give up Remnant News, and I would have had to give up some of the things that God's put on my heart, and so I didn't do it. Uh, here I am today. We can all see what God's doing. He's doing something very powerful. Robert Morris is on there. Wow, I respect Robert Morris. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of really good, you know, there's some good leaders on here. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm just kind of scrolling through here as, as I'm talking. Steve Strang's on there. So I just talked about uh, charisma. There's a lot of charisma people. Uh, Larry Tomzak's on there. Wow, he's actually somebody who, uh, who often contributes to Remnant News. He's a Remnant News contributor. Uh, Chris Valentin. Uh, yeah, so, you know, a lot, lot of people that, uh, that I know that are on this list of, of the prophetic standards, and they, and they wrote a, basically a, a statement um, where they're, they're putting together some type of standards for those that are giving prophetic words, in other words. And I, I just want to tell this to you, as the remnant warriors in the audience, I don't profess, by the way, to be a prophet. Like, some people are like, prophet so-and-so. Prophet. I'm not Prophet Todd Coconado. Don't ever call me that. That is not the anointing or the gift that I walk in. There is a five-fold ministry anointing. 
I feel like I have the uh, gifting of an evangelist, a teacher, and a pastor, uh, but I do not really, I mean, I don't necessarily walk in the prophetic anointing, although I have given prophetic words over the years, uh, but they're rare, and I don't consider myself a prophet. So um, I, I just want to make that distinction, but there, there's a, a large prophetic community. Maybe you're a prophet. Maybe you uh, are part of the prophetic community. I, I would say overall, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm engaged with the prophetic community. In fact, I've even uh, stood up for a lot of these prophets that are getting maligned, um, you know, taking pictures with some of them and, st and stood with them, uh, some of the prophets that are getting attacked for words that the Lord has given them uh, with regard to 2020. And it's, it's kind of a, uh, an interesting situation that I've never really found myself in before uh, where there's been a tremendous amount of people, I'm sure you've seen this, attacking the prophets and attacking people that followed Q uh, and they're and they're just vicious in their attacks, and I, I kind of came to to some level of defense, although I understand both sides of the argument, and I do think there does need to be prophetic standards, and I do, I do think that there uh, needs to be uh, you know people can't just be prophesying for the sake of prophesying, and uh, they certainly should be held to account if they're false prophets. The Bible even talks about that. So I'm not against prophetic standards, and again, I respect a lot of those people that I was reading off the names, I respect some of those people. And I think that they're, uh, especially Dr. Jim Garlow. I mean, gosh, he's like a mentor in my life. Um, you know, so, you know, no, no disrespect, but let's have this conversation and, and feel free to write me by the way, at todd.coconato, T-O-D-D dot C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O at rlcus.org. I'd love to hear your feedback uh, with, with regard to this very interesting conversation. I'm going to read my response. Now in this article, and I'm not going to read the article today, uh, but you can you can definitely check it out. But basically, they're saying, you know, after an embarrassing number of wrong prophecies, I guess I'll read some of it. Uh, after an embarrassing number of wrong prophecies and bungled predictions about the 2020 election, a group of charismatic Christian leaders have released a four-page statement of prophetic standards to help correct abuses in the movement. The statement released on April 29th, on the newly created propheticstandards.com is the work of 85 Christian ministry heads, preachers, academics, denominational officials, authors, revivalists, evangelists, and other participants in what's been called the prophetic movement, a subset of the Pentecostal Christianity movement. And their signatures are attached. Those are some of the people that I uh, just mentioned. The movement came into much disrepute in recent months after scores of prophets incorrectly, they're saying, incorrectly prophesied that former President Trump uh, would win a second term while failing to prophesy major events such as COVID-19 and the, they're saying, the storming of the U.S. Capitol. A handful that later apologized for the false prophecies said they received thousands of angry emails. And in the case of North Carolina, uh, Prophet Jeremiah Johnson death threats. So let me just say here, I'm, that, that's the, uh, I'm not going to read the whole article, but, but they're basically apologizing for getting it wrong. And they're, they're putting out this uh, prophetic standards website, which I mentioned, and you can go there, I guess it's propheticstandards.com. And uh, now here's a couple of things that, that got me a little bit concerned about this article. And again, I'm being very transparent in talking about this today, and I'm very open to your feedback because this is a two-way conversation. We're remnant warriors. I think we gotta, we gotta walk through these minefields today to try to understand what is going on. Here was my response. I said, it's an interesting article. Just my opinion here. 
And of course, feel free to disagree. Also, I'm not against the standards. I think we should have standards. There have been a lot of people prophesying for the sake of prophesying. They're prophesying on demand, and there has been abuse in the prophetic community of people using the prophetic when it really probably wasn't from the Lord. Let's just be honest, right? It was more flesh. Or they were mimicking other people's prophetic words, and they were, you know, kind of, uh, you know, using somebody else's word and kind of saying the same thing. A lot of that going on. So I said, I'll continue my statement. I said, but I have to wonder how these things would have played out in the days of Noah and Abraham. Let's just think about that. The days of Noah and Abraham. Well, Noah got a crazy word, right, from the Lord. Hey, build an ark, man. And, uh, and there's going to be rain and it's going to flood the earth. And people thought he was nuts. And by the way, it didn't happen right away. So what if this group of people were around in the days of Noah? Would they have come out and, and said Noah was a false prophet? I don't know. What about Abraham? Abraham himself didn't even believe the word of the Lord and went ahead of God and had Ishmael, <laughs> right? And then, and then later what happened? You know, uh, he, he, he was still able to have the prophesied uh, child of Isaac. So, you know, you got to think about this, guys. Uh, what would have happened in the days of Abraham? Would they have, would they have had this uh, website that they would have put up if they had websites back then? And would all these leaders have come out? So, you know, we just have to think about these things. I said, while I personally do not know if Trump will get back into office or not, and I also don't claim to be a prophet because that's not the, the anointing that I'm, I'm walking in, I can't help but think that things happen in God's time and not not our time, right? I, I've, I've often said people say, oh, Todd, are you changing your tune? No, I'm not. That's why I'm responding to this. And I'm trying to do it in a kind way. And again, I, I'm not claiming that I have 100% you know, proof from the Lord that thus saith the Lord, Trump will have a second term. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is this. Clearly, some shenanigans went down. I also would say that what happened at the Capitol on January 6th was definitely instigated, at least to some extent, by agent provocateurs, in which we gave multiple accounts of witnesses on the ground stating Antifa operatives were involved in inciting the whole thing. And yes, Trump supporters got duped and were foolish enough to enter. Not to mention, if there was a real insurrection led by the Patriots, there would have been many with weapons. And it certainly would not have turned out the way it did. I'm talking about all the ex-military personnel that happen to be patriots. And finally, I believe Trump did win. And what we have is a massive fraud campaign that's placed Biden into the White House, which there still could be evidence that's actually looked at, brought forth at some point in the future that could be a game changer or at the very least expose what took place. Isn't that what we're praying I mean, aren't we praying for exposure? And why, why do I just give up and give in and, and retreat so quickly? Why is the American church, friends? Listen, tell me if you disagree. Please, I really want to hear your feet. I know there's some very wise intercessors and remnant warriors. And when I say remnant warriors, that's not belittling. I hope everybody knows that. What I mean is you're literally a warrior. You know, you're standing. You're, you're a warrior in Christ. Thank you. And, uh, and so I trust you and I trust what the Lord speaks to you. And I want to hear what he's speaking to you. So, you know, we can, we can exchange notes, but you know, what I said, I, is this, I said, uh, I can't align hundred percent with this article. I can understand their heart. And of course I think prophetic standards, according to the word of God are absolutely warranted. I certainly have seen many prophets get things wrong and agree in the fact that there should be accountability. I'm also taking note personally to be more careful with my words so that people don't take them as prophetic utterances. Unless I say, 
thus saith the Lord. You know, so I'm, I'm, that's my statement on this. In the full situation, though, I'm willing to wait until God speaks differently on how to pray here. And right now, he still has me praying this through. I know people are mad at me. Why are you still praying for justice? Why are you still praying that what was done in darkness will be brought to the light? Why are you still believing that God could do something? He can't. I don't know. To me, and, and the, from the Bible that I read and the things that I've seen in my life, Remnant Warriors, I don't know. To me, it, to me it's like crazy not to be praying for an expose. When, we're, when they're literally trying to turn our country into a communist nation, for me, it's crazy not to pray against that. I don't know. Maybe I'm like the only one. I think there's some other people that would agree with me. So, you know, listen, ask Dr. Brown. I, I support your ministry. I'm uh, listen, Michael Brown, I'm very, I'm, I'm respectful of you. I honor you as a man of God. I'm not here to attack you, but I would just ask you, do you not believe that God responds to the prayers of the righteous? Could this not, maybe not be done yet? Maybe that maybe it's just in God's timing and not ours. I mean, could that possibly be what's going on here? Why are so many people already coming out with these types of things? And they've been doing it for months now, attacking the prophets, saying all these things are wrong issuing all the you know prophetic standards well that's good we should have done that years ago i'm not against the prophetic standard that's good it should have been done years ago and maybe now god is using this time and i agree with you know again i'm not attacking those leaders many of them are close friends i'm just i'm just expressing a little bit of a difference of opinion here when it comes to how we're handling this because i don't understand why people feel the need to rush everything listen we're only a hundred days in to this fraudulent administration do you guys really believe that the man that campaigned in his basement that only a couple of thousand people watch when he speaks? <laughs> the man, there was no enthusiasm whatsoever, even from Democrats. And you're telling me he got more votes than anybody in history? <laughs> Come on, man. I don't believe it. I'm sorry. I just don't buy it. I saw the rallies firsthand. I saw the boat parades. I saw the car parades. I believe that there was a deep state attack on our nation. And I'm not willing to just say, okay, now all your prophets were wrong. He really didn't win. How did you get it wrong? And by the way, oh yeah, there was an insurrection at the Capitol. No, there wasn't. It was a, it was a propagandized thing from the mainstream corporate media in bed with the deep state that planned a whole uh, uh, orchestrated attack so that they could stop the senators and the Congress people who had been given a PDF file of a large portion of evidence that were about to give us finally, the, according to Mike Pence, the backstabber. You know, he told me down at Turning Point USA only a week or so before down in Florida, you're going to have your day. On the 6th, you're going to have your day. We're all going to look at the evidence and we're going to talk about it. And then what happened? The insurrection at the Capitol, or so they call it. We know that there was buses of Antifa and BLM people that they bust in. I mean, you know, there was how many friends of mine were on the ground that literally took pictures of, of buses and all these very strange, not, you know, not Trump people. And by the way, the Trump people were still down at the speech. This other group that stormed the Capitol was way ahead of that group. And if it really was insurrectionists, don't you think they would have brought weapons and actually taken over instead of walking through the ropes and looking like a bunch of tourists that didn't know what was going on that were incited by a few agent provocateurs? I mean, is it just me that sees these things or do you see them too? Is it just me or am I, is somebody else a little grieved about some of this stuff that's going on? And so I'm sorry, I, 
I guess I shouldn't apologize. People tell me, Pastor Todd, stop apologizing. But, but I'm really one of the few in this country, and there are some, but not a lot, that have this vantage point and this view. Many people are now getting on the bandwagon of this group. And Michael Brown and these people that are saying that the, uh, they got to repent and they got to, you know, I don't know, guys. I mean, if the Lord gave these prophets a word, if it was truly from the Lord, then why are you repenting? If it was truly from the Lord. And if it wasn't from the Lord, then you need to say it wasn't from the Lord. But I mean, to me, this whole thing is even worse. I think it's worse what we're seeing with some of these people backpedaling and making these ridiculous excuses of their, I mean, my goodness, I, how can I listen to them? I don't know. So I know I seem a little bit angry, but this just to me is, is just unbelievable stuff. Now they're, now they're agreeing that it was an insurrection, uh, that they stormed the Capitol. Who stormed the Capitol? If the Capitol was really stormed in the way that the media is trying to portray it, do you think that the people would have bungled it that bad? That they would have just stood within the ropes and kind of taken pictures in Pelosi's office with their feet on the desk and stupid things like that that were going on. And by the way, what happened to Ashley Babbitt? Why did that go down the way it did? How, didn't her life matter? And, and then they tried to come out and say that that Capitol Police person was hit, you know, by something from a Trump supporter. It turns out later there was actually the, the, the cause of death had nothing to do with that. I mean, the whole, the whole reporting... The, the, it came out later that the police knew ahead of time or were warned and, and were told to stand down. And then we see those videos where they're letting people by the barriers and just standing there. The whole thing reeks. And then you got the Christians that are coming in and, and, and basically calling it exactly what the mainstream corporate media called it, an insurrection at the Capitol. They're literally using their words. I mean, they might as well just come out and say baseless claims of election fraud and attack Mike Lindell and all of us too. They might as well just, why not? I mean, you're already calling it an insurrection. Is that really what an insurrection would have looked like if you had the, the real ex-military people that are patriots, if they were planning to storm the Capitol, do you think it would have gone down the way that it did? Let me just ask you that, point blank. Would, would that really have been, and, and are all these Trump supporters that were down there on the 6th, are they really insurrectionists? Come on. Are they really, you don't think that if they really wanted to accomplish that mission, they couldn't have done it if that was the plan, guys? Or was the plan maybe to have a big media frenzy and, and to term it an insurrection so that they could actually stop the evidence just like they're doing right now in Arizona. They're trying to stop the evidence. It's crazy. I just can't even believe what we're witnessing. And I just can't even believe that so few people are willing to stand in our country. My goodness. God help us. Who would have stood back in the days of Noah? I don't know. Who would have stood for all these other things that the Lord has promised? Sometimes words take time. If they're truly from the Lord, it's in his time. It could be two years from now. It could be four years from now. God is out of time. He doesn't need to, to worry about our timetable, folks. And I know I'm preaching to the choir here. All right, I said I would get into some other stuff. It's taken me 19 minutes to get this off my chest here, and I thank you for allowing me to do this. I, I, I don't know. Sometimes, guys, it, some of this stuff can honestly be discouraging, but I'm going to read a couple of Bible verses here. They're going to help us run the race. In Hebrews 12, 1, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. 
When you became a remnant warrior, I don't know when the day was. Maybe it was before you started listening to this broadcast. Maybe it was after. Maybe it's when we all came together. I, I don't even recall. Let me think when I actually became a remnant warrior. I think it was when I realized that I'm not mainstream and that I'm gonna, the Lord is going to have me stand for certain things that other people may not be willing to do. And, and so God called me to be set apart. But he also gave me a supernatural endurance that I can run this race and run and not grow weary. Also that I cannot go, grow bitter and weary in doing good. You know, in, in biblical times, people would mainly run into battle and from threats of danger. Today, we mostly run competitive races, maintaining our health. You know, but this is a little different what we're running now, right? We're, we're actually in a real battle here. This is a big spiritual battle for, our, for the soul and the future of our country. And the level of attack that I've got, guys, I don't talk about it often, but it's pretty significant when people are threatening your life and stuff. That's pretty significant. Talk about threatening life. People are threatening his life over a prophecy. Well, they're threatening my life over standing. So I get it. And, and this is the time that we're in. The spirit of Antichrist is, is rising up as we know. The hour is getting later. There's, it, it, God is separating the wheat from the chaff. And I just want to know how these people are so confident that the prophets all got it wrong and how they're so confident that Donald Trump lost and that there was an insurrection at the Capitol. Those are two things that I can't really agree with. First of all, I feel Donald Trump won. Not only did he win, he won in a landslide. I mean, it was like the greatest victory in the history of elections in the United States. I feel like even states like California went red. That's what I feel in my spirit, to be honest with you. And I know they'll write stories about me. They'll say, I'm crazy. This pastor still believes, blah, 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 because they want to ridicule me and they want to call me out and they want other people to attack me. And this is hard. It's hard to stand, but we got to run this race like Hebrews 12.1. In 2 Timothy 4.7, it says, I fought the good fight, fight of faith. I finished the race and I kept the faith. Galatians 5.7, it says, you were running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? Well, that's a question. Who did cut in? Was it the enemy? Who's deceiving who? Who are the ones that are really deceived? These are all questions we need to be asking ourselves, right? I mean, surely I'd be willing to repent if it's me. And the Bible says in the mouth of two or more witnesses, my word shall be established. I'm calling on remnant warriors. Tell me if I'm totally off here. Some of you are pastors and prophets out there yourselves. I mean, do you think Trump really lost? Some people do. I don't feel that in my spirit, especially since I feel like the Lord has confirmed it time and time again by connecting me with others that are in this fight. This isn't our end fight. This will come and go. But are we willing to stand? Things will get tougher. This is not even the toughest that we're going to have to deal with, believe it or not. Who's willing to stand? James 1.12, it says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Friends, listen, we're all imperfect. The only one that was perfect and is perfect is the creator of all things. And the God of heaven and earth, Jesus the Christ, who was and is and is to come, was there in the beginning, is the way, the truth, and the life. And I'm humbly staying, standing before him today and saying before you, fellow remnant warriors, I'm, I'm, I'm humbly saying to you, if you really believe that we are wrong here,
And we need to let this go and move on. It goes against what I feel in the spirit. It goes against what the Lord has put in my heart. I cannot validate this election. I feel it was a sham. I feel it was a deep state attack. I feel like China's involved in a cyber attack. All the different things that the general, General Flynn and others have pointed out, Mike Lindell, Lynn Wood, but I don't follow man. I'm, I'm talking about what the Holy Spirit has told me personally. Again, I'm not a prophet, but I, I just know through discernment and, you know, the Holy Spirit speaks to me and has been for many years. And I don't feel like we're just supposed to validate this and say, oh yeah, the prophets got it wrong. Everybody got it wrong. We all need to repent. And Biden really won the landslide. And uh, by the way, there was an insurrection at the Capitol and that's it. And then move forward with Biden's disastrous dark agenda. Like, okay, <laughs> you know, I guess this is where we're going now. And, and you know, some people have just gone back to business as usual. Well, it's only 100 days out. We're only in the fourth month of the year. And I'm not quite ready to do that just yet. Maybe at some point, that's what we will need to do. So listen, it's, it's the weekend. I'm going to take some time to pray as I always do. I don't feel right now, and I just, I know because people are going to write me and say, please, Todd, please don't stop. No, I want to let you know right now, I am not. I'm not quitting. All I'm saying is I'm open to your feedback because I want to hear from you. If you want to write me, if God puts it on your heart, Todd.coconato at rlcus.org. But I will tell you what I'm feeling from the Lord in my spirit is to continue to stand and continue to pray and continue to hold the line and not to capitulate and not to believe what man is saying and not to believe what the enemy is saying, but instead not to grow weary in doing good and stand on the full promise of God and believe in faith that God is able to do what he said he's going to do. So I thank you to those that stand with us every single day that pray for us in this massive battle that we're in. It's not just Arizona. We, we feel this is a cascading domino effect that will go uh, to many other states. We feel God is not done with America. We feel there's going to be a great awakening, a great move of God. We believe there's going to be a powerful revival that's coming like a freight train where people will be dancing in the streets. We believe that when God does his work, people will look and say, only God could have done this. No man could have done this. This clearly is the work of the Lord. And with that, I leave you on this Friday. Be encouraged. Again, I want to make it clear. I'm not backing down. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not changing my view. I'm not changing my opinion. I'm standing. All I'm asking for is if you're hearing something different so that I can hear what the Lord is speaking to you, if that makes sense. I love you guys. I bless you. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll be back uh, next week on Monday. God bless.
if that makes sense. I love you guys. I bless you. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll be back uh, next week on Monday. God bless. Hey friends, Pastor Todd here, and I have some exciting news. We have a promo code from MyPillow.com that Mike Lindell is allowing us to use here at the Todd Coconado Show, The Remnant. And it's very simple. It's Remnant. That's the the promo code. You have to do it in lowercase letters. So R-E-M-N-A-N-T, all lowercase. Use that as the promo code, and you will get 60 to 65% off of your order at MyPillow.com and you'll help us fight for election integrity and push back against the deep state plan to take over our country. So kind of important, kind of important and a way to help us in our fight and uh, help Mr. Lindell and to buy products from MyPillow.com. It's been banned by just about every major retail chain. They took out his product and we're here to step up and be the remnant and fight back and help support this great company, this great cause, and help the remnant uh, here at the Todd Coconado Show. So once again, the promo code is R-E-M-N-A-N-T, all lowercase letters, or R-M-N-T in all capitals. And you can use either of those, and you'll get about uh, 65% off or so on your order. All right, friends, God bless you, and thank you for being part of the remnant. Hello, my name is Pastor Todd Coconado, and this broadcast is brought to you by Remnant Ministries, and we are fully self-funded. We have been attacked on social media and literally cannot even do any advertisement or get any monetary compensation for anything that we do online. So the only way that we're able to do these broadcasts is by your support. I need your help, guys. We really feel called of God to get this information out. But we can't do it without your listener support. You are crucial. You're a critical part of what God is doing in this ministry. If you are able, please go to www.toddcoconado.com slash give. That's T-O-D-D-C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O dot com slash give. And please help us in this fight that we're in. Thank you so much and may God bless you.